Baseball Money is Fake on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today, bet $100, and get $100 at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. State restrictions apply. We're also brought to you by the SGPN NFL Playoff Challenge. There's $500 in cash and prizes up for grabs exclusively on the SGPN app. Welcome back baseball money is fake on the sports gambling podcast network fantasy baseball podcast baseball podcast whatever you want to call it we are back and better than ever it is blake meyer here with my man ryan gilbert how you doing today i'm doing pretty good yeah we'll talk we'll talk any baseball we'll talk fantasy baseball we'll talk wiffle ball some softball some little league world series <laughs> No matter what it is, some Stratomatic maybe, or uh, you, you play that? Did you play that card game that was like Dungeons and Dragons? I think it was called like MLB Showdown in like yes. the early two thousands. MLB Showdown. Yes. We'll talk about that. Maybe we'll like do like a do a game of that here in the off season. But yeah, anything baseball here? We're we're here to talk about it. And even though it's January twelfth, I'm excited to talk about baseball. And it's our third show this this week, and I'm I'm still as excited as the first. I have a buddy that I met through the card world. Used to write for me. He actually wrote an article for uh, – I also have my website, dualthreatsports.com. He wrote an article for Dual Threat last season, actually. He messaged me and asked if he could write one. He used to make custom MLB Showdown cards, and it was the coolest shit in the world. So, Nate, shout out to you. I don't know if you're listening or not, but those cards were cool as shit. You need to get back to doing that if you're not still doing it. He actually uh, works at a card shop out in Pittsburgh. So, close to you, but not close to you at the same time. So Yeah, and in similar. the same state, but still, still pretty far away. How far is Pittsburgh from you, by the way? Not to just dox you on our podcast. But. I mean, I, I people know I live in Philadelphia. Um, I don't know, four or five hours? Oh, to, shit. I only went to PNC once, and my, and my dad drove, so I don't remember how it was. <laughs> I would have slept the whole ride over there. I, when I went to college, getting on a little tangent here, when I went to college <laughs> way back in the day, I went to Eastern Washington University. Uh, I was over in Cheney, kind of by Spokane, and it was it's like a four-and-a-half-hour drive to get over there as well and the trippy thing about washington state i don't know if you've ever been western washington and eastern washington are literally like two different states and it sounds ridiculous but back when i was in high school our uh geography teacher told us that there was some movement to actually split it into two different states because it's so crazy like they each have their own climate like it's completely different it's the wildest shit i live in the cool part though western washington and there's baseball there, here. so so it's not it's not it's not a tangent here. It's talking about baseball. There's baseball there in Washington. Yes, there is Seattle Mariners baseball. And I was just talking with my brothers, and it sounds like on April first it is Julio Rodriguez bobblehead night. Ooh. We're getting some ten dollar tickets to the Mariners game, and we're gonna go get drunk as shit in the uh, beer garden and get ourselves a Julio bobblehead and watch some good baseball. You're gonna pay more for a beer than you paid for the ticket. Oh, <laughs> at T-Mobile, <laughs> beers are like. It's like ten seventy five for one beer. Everywhere, Citizens Bank Park, I think it's like fourteen bucks. Like so, that's ten seventy five is great. The trick is, if you get there early, they have a brewery across the street. So you get there, you go to the brewery across the street, just which closed down, but they just op- they opened it back up as a different brewery. But yeah, you go over there, you get drunk on four dollar beers, and then you go in the mm-hmm. game and have a fucking blast. Yeah, there you go. Oh, but before we get too deep. Into all of this, make sure you guys follow us on Twitter at Fake Baseball, the coolest at on Twitter. Still can't believe we got it. And make sure you come and check us out in the Discord, sg.pn slash Discord. We have had a lot of good baseball talking there lately. Us, the MBB Gambling guys are over there. Uh, we got Captain Insano. Captain Insano. We got Shiba Mania. I see all you guys over there as well talking a lot of baseball. And... I got to give a shout out. I don't talk much about what I do at SGPN, but I am the baseball editor. I'm not just a cool voice on the podcast. Uh, I'm the baseball editor. I do some writing myself, but we have been ramping up our baseball content lately. And we just had Daniel Vreeland 
put out a kind of a dynasty trade article today. Five guys that you should sell high on going into next season. So you can check that over at sportsgamblingpodcast.com. Excellent article. A lot of good insight. He goes into a lot of good analytical detail. Love it. little spoiler alert. One that's a little controversial. Alejandro Kirk was his first person on his list, which I was surprised about. And that's actually an excellent little segue into what we're doing on this episode. You want to tell them what we're doing, right? Yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm assuming they saw the title of the episode, name episode. So it's uh, catcher, catcher rankings for the season here. Getting our position ranks started early here. We'll probably revisit them again in March, closer to the season. But going through our top 12, 10, 12, 15, however many catchers in 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 tiers rather than just going one at a time. That might take too long. Just and also, I think people want to hear how the tier rankings are. Like, okay, if you miss out on this guy, you can still get this guy or wait for the next tier. So that that's something that I, I like to do when I'm drafting is look at tiers of players. So I think that's a good uh, way for us to do it. Yeah, a little easier to kind of navigate the rankings that way right now as well. I know I have my 1 through 10 ranked in a specific order, and many people did not enjoy that. It is on Twitter. Oh, are you using the same one as what is on Twitter? Have you? Have oh, hell yeah. Okay. Hell yeah. I'm I, I forget what you had, Twitter. at least. So it's, not, it's going to be somewhat surprising to me. I like that. I'm, I'm standing by that list. I put <laughs> like we I know that we've done like some uh, positional ranking episodes on here, but we do kind of more fun ones where we just kind of like, hey, you come up with your top 10 guys. I'll come up with my top 10 guys and we'll we'll see how they mash up and we'll kind of talk our way through it. I actually put like a, a little bit of research into my uh, my catcher rankings that I have out there. But I do actually have them tiered as well. I haven't put that out yet. That is in written form, which will be out tomorrow on the website. Or today, depending on when you listen to this. But I do already have them tiered, so I'm all set and ready to go. Yeah, um, hopefully these uh, catchers can help you win. And speaking of winning, um, WinBet is the official online sports book of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. WinBet is active in a bunch of states, and there are tons of ways to win, including live betting and same-game parlays. NFL playoffs are here. Great promos, odds, and payouts are happening right now at WinBet. Ready to play? Sign up today to receive a special offer. Bet $100, get $100. Limited to state availability. There's so much to choose from. All you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet so they know we sent you. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. Offer subject to change, terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 200 or older and present as they were played through when available. If you have something you know, can problem, call 1-800-522-4700. In the SGPN NFL Playoff Challenge, SGPN has teamed up with Homage for an NFL Playoff Challenge. The winner will get $300 cash, a $100 SGPN gift card, and a $100 Homage gift card. Homage has a ton of cool retro and throwback officially licensed NFL gear. Check them out at sportsgovernpodcast.com slash H-O-M-A-G-E. For all the contest details and to enter, download the SGPN app and hit contest. I'm back. I had my mic muted and I didn't realize it was <laughs> muted. So I am now the guy that was talking into the microphone where nobody could hear me. Yeah. But I'm back. Hi, Ryan. How's it going? It's going okay. All right. Good. Uh, but we should probably get into these rankings. Yes. Yeah. All right. So. Yeah, catcher tiers here, catcher tier rankings. Uh, in our notes, you have written down first tier, second tier, third tier, but I'm going to spring this on you. JT Romuto is in his own tier. JT Romuto is the best Negative. catcher in baseball. Um, his ADP is 15 higher than the, than the second best. He put up a stat line that you would like from an outfielder last year, 22 home runs, 84 RBIs, hit 276. Here's... 21 stolen bases on 22 attempts. He knows how pitchers tick. He, he's, a, he's a great catcher, so he's going to know just how to use that pickoff rule to his advantage, get some more steals, bigger bases as well. He's uh, hitting 271 in his Phillies career, averaging 26 home runs and 95 RBIs per 162 games. Obviously, we know how dangerous that lineup is, even without Harper for a few months there. He's going to be, Rumido's going to be hitting second. Third, fourth behind Schwarber, Trey Turner, Reese Hoskins, Castellanos, a bunch of guys in there. So I, I see Romuto having another fantastic season. I okay, so JTR Real Jesus. You don't have Christ, you don't I have him talk. first, do you? I don't have JT Romuto first. I have him in my first tier, 
but I also have two other guys in that tier. But I think my favorite Real Muto stat that I found while I was uh, digging through for my article today was in the second half of the season last year. Real Muto, that would be from July 22nd through the end of the year. He hit 12 doubles, three triples, 14 home runs, hit 307. He had a barrel rate of 16.7%. You love love a good barrel rate. Oh, I love a good barrel rate. An average exit velocity of 92.5 miles an hour and a hard hit rate of just shy of 52%. He like I'm telling you, I was trying to find because I don't have him ranked one. I'll get into who I have ranked number one, but I was trying to find a reason for him not to be. And it got real hard. Yeah, because there really isn't any. Mm -hmm. He just got better throughout the year. He's consistently good every year. So I have him in my first tier with two other guys. Those two other guys would be. Number two on my list, I have Will Smith. We covered Will Smith in our uh, well, who, who do last you, episode. Who, who, yeah, we did. Yes, yeah, because we we, uh, we drafted him on, on our on our fake mock draft team. <laughs> we did a little too early. We found out. <laughs> uh, my number one though is Adley Rutschman. But you have Will Smith second. You have Ramuto third. I do. What the fuck, Blake? <laughs> I knew you were gonna love that. <laughs> I swear to God, it's not for shock value. I'm not putting out rankings well, now just our, to now get our, some talk going. You're not just like a talking head out there. But yeah. now I now I remember you you put in those rankings, and I saw JT. <laughs> I was like, oh God, this is this is gonna be something. It uh, look those those second half stats going back July 11th to October 5th, uh, 61 stars, 64 games. Extrapolating that to a full season, 162 games. Uh, 38 home runs, 124 RBIs, hit 322, OPS 984, uh, extrapolates to 25 stolen bases on 28 attempts. I, that's, I, I understand why you have this guy won because he very, very much could be one, but I, I think right now you need to go with the guy who's been the best for a while. But go ahead. My, my only, so as I'm going through my positional rankings this year, the one thing that I'm starting to realize is I'm not a fan of taking a guy who had probably the best possible outcome he could po- he will possibly ever have in a season last year. I have a hard time putting them as number one for the next season, if that makes sense, because chances of JT Ramuto having that same insane year next year is very slim. He's not going to have some massive drop-off or anything like that. He's not just going to all of a sudden suck and turn into Jared Kelnick and not know how to hit a baseball. We're 25 for 25 on Jared Kelnick episode <laughs> references. But he, I think he's going to regress a little bit. It's going to bring him back towards the rest of the pack. And I think somebody like my number one overall, Adley Rutschman, can surpass him for next season. Rushman does a lot of things right. He hits for a good average. I'm trying to get my little uh there we go. Rushman hits for for a good average. He hit two fifty four last year. I think he hit two seventy in the second half. He had thirteen home runs, forty two RBIs. Uh he doesn't strike out a lot, under twenty percent, got a really high K rate at fourteen percent. If you project him out to a full season's worth of at bats. He is likely to be the first person since JT Ramuto in 2019 to play the catcher position and have 30 doubles and 20 home runs in a season. He can do that plus hit like 270 to 280 with a a high walk rate. And I mean, he had like a 400 OBP in the second half last year. He does everything that JT does besides steal. But but he, doesn't, just, yeah. he, he doesn't do it as well. He hasn't does, done it as consistently. And I guess this is a case of personal preference of you know, their floor versus their ceiling. Because, yeah, Romulo might take a step back to what he was in 2021, but that was still 17 home runs, 73 RBIs, hit 263. That's a solid catcher. That, that's a still a top three, top five catcher. And you know that's like that. That's his floor. Because that, that was he had a really, really bad year, 2021. Those fans were getting on him. They were getting on the first half of last year, and then he just 
completely tore up. So it's just me valuing the the safetyness of of the the floor over the ceiling of Rushman. Who, yeah, he he could end up end up being a top catcher at the end, but he could also end up being a guy you drop by June or July. Oh, if you drop JT, if you if you drop JT Ramucho, I'll pick him up immediately. If you drop Adley Rushman by June or July, what if what if he's hitting like two hundred? What are you gonna do? Cover that part of the screen with my thumb so I can <laughs> just look at the rest of his stat line. I, I, I think he's too good for that. He's somebody that hit at every level. Yeah, no, I, I understand. He's going to end up being a top ten, top seven catcher at the at least, like a, a top five most likely. Yeah, I, I just I have him in that top tier, and there's just something inside of me that is saying Adley Rutschman has the potential to be the number one overall. By far. I mean, he's already hit 20 plus homers in the season. He hit 23 in 2021 in the minors between double and triple A. And that was when he was on that crazy run in the minors where like he didn't strike out for a long period of time or something like that at every like at both levels. He's always had the high walk rate, never struck out very much. Uh, 2022 was when he had that ridiculous run in the minors of not striking out in all the games. He had like a Combined between single A and double A in the eight games, he had like a six and a half percent K rate. Just nobody could get him out. Yeah, he's he's too good. And he's he's one of those guys that doesn't need a lot more time to take the next step. His exit velocity is probably the one thing that's not my favorite, because I think for the year, his average Mm. exit velo was it was 88 percent. 88 miles per hour. I'm on a fucking roll today. Yeah. It's 88 30, miles per hour, which is like league average. That's 31st percentile. I have his baseball savant page pulled up. There we go. 7.9% barrel rate. So it's above the league average, but not the greatest. 36.8% hard hit rate is okay. He did outperform his expected batting average and expected slugging, but his XWOBA was 342, which was nice. Like he's He does a lot of things right. He keeps this fly ball rate down. 38%. He keeps the line drive rate up at 23%. So his BABIP could likely go up. And do you have, are you on his baseball savant page right now? Um, I can uh, go right back to it. Yep. Right there. What was his shift percentage? Because oh, he, he was, pulled the I ball was quite a bit. Just about to bring that up. Yeah, he was shifted 80% of the time when he was hitting left-handed. His, uh, his Wobo was 383 opposed to 403 without the shift. Right-handed was about Shifted half the time, Woba 246 and 260. So nothing, nothing huge. Yeah, nothing major. He does struggle against lefties, so I want to see if he can figure that out. Mm-hmm. He he only hit 173 against lefties last year, but and under 100 abs, only 98 abs. So hit 280 against righties. So if he can kind of figure that out a little bit, like his teammate Gunnar Henderson, kind of the same thing. Really struggled against lefties. Do you figure that out? Even hit 200 against them. That's a big boost. Mm-hmm. Rutschman for number one, baby. Hashtag Birdland. <laughs> All right. Um, do you want to mention, we should talk about Will Smith a little bit. You have him third. I have, you have him in second. I have him third here. Um, oh, okay. 24 home runs last year, 25 the year before 87 RBIs last year, 76 year before hit 260 both years. He's a pretty much a know what you're going to get. He's like a, JT Romuto light almost with with what he does for that uh, Dodgers lineup. Not not going to still have Trey Turner there, but he's still got Betts, Freeman, Muncie, J.D. Martinez is there, Gavin Lux. He's expected to hit third. Plenty of RBI opportunities, plenty of uh, run scoring opportunities. He has a, a decent average, so I, I have him uh, yeah, I have him third, you have him second. That, that makes sense. I don't know what you want to say about him. Uh, not a whole lot. We covered him a decent amount in the last episode. Go check that out if you haven't listened to it yet, where we did our little live draft and draft strategy on there. But for me, him and Real Muto on my list, I have him second, Real Muto third. They're interchangeable. Not that I want to switch my rankings or anything, but for me, they're so close that you could put either one at second and either one at third. And even though he's Mr. Reliable, High ceiling, high floor guy hits. I think he hit most. Took most of his abs batting third last year for the Dodgers, and that's still a potent lineup. So 
He's going to put up a ton of counting stats. He hit 260. Barrel rate's always nice. 10% last year. 90 mile per hour average exit velo. So he ticks all the boxes that I like in any player on my team. He just so happens to be a catcher that consistently gets quality ABs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. My uh, number two here. I wonder if he, he's so that's your top tier is those three. Yep, that's my that's my what did I call it? I called it like my uh, all reliables. All reliable. OK, uh, yeah, uh, I have a top five. Uh, my number two we, we don't have yet. Uh, Dalton Varsho is my number two. OK, a second ADP by the uh, NFBC rankings. Not the rankings are ADP there. Obviously traded from Arizona to Toronto. We talked about him when this trade happened, and you said it was a, a loss for him because he's going to lose catcher eligibility. But for this coming season, he has catcher eligibility. Yep, he's going to be. He, no, I mean that's fine for for dynasty and long term. He's definitely losing value. But for this year, he is an outfielder playing catcher. It's not like Romero where it's a catcher you're going to get outfield numbers from. He is an outfielder that you can slot in a catcher. Uh. He put up, what, 27 home runs last season, 11 and 95 games the year before. His average is a bit lower, which tends to come with, with power hitters. Looking at his baseball savant page, it's not great. Uh, exit velocity and hard hit, both 25th percentile, especially batting average, only 7th percentile. So maybe he has some regression coming, but I think going in that Toronto lineup there, between Kirk and Chapman, they have him right now, right behind Vlad third, they have him fifth. I think he'll be able to see more pitches to hit and not have him be the main guy in Arizona to pitch around. So I, I have him too. Do you, do you have him four? I do have him four, actually. Okay. He is my, I know you mentioned uh, Rushman being, or Will Smith being like a Trey Turner light. Uh, I swear to God, sometimes uh, I can't, <laughs> I can't click on the computer and talk at the same time. Uh, Marshall is like my Real Muto light just because he he's got the speed too. I think he stole 16 bases last year, so it's yeah. it's really those two for steals at the catcher position. Doesn't have the average though at all. Like Real Muto gives you. Oh no, you're saying Varsho is is your who light? My Real Muto light. Varsho is your Real Muto light. Yeah, I don't think yeah, that's mainly the, just for the speed. You don't you don't need speed out of catchers. You, you, you don't. You're it's nice sometimes. It's it's. Uh, <laughs> I'd rather have the 35, 40 points of batting average, though. Oh, you know what's interesting, though? So Varsha moves to uh, the Blue Jays, going to play in mm-hmm. Rogers Center for his home park. Uh, just checking the ballpark factors for lefties. That might be quick search. That is the fourth worst home run park for lefties in baseball. It's a, a park a lot of people kind of think is a, a kind of a, a friendly park, which is about league average overall. 99 for the park factor, 100 is average. But for home runs for lefties, 87, which is surprising. It's not good. So could ding his power a little bit, but he's going to get every day out at outfield ABs. Mm-hmm. They traded Gurriel. They traded T. Oscar. They don't really have a whole lot of depth out there in the outfield. So, yeah, yeah. I'm curious to see what he can do next year. Yeah, he won't have the wear and tear of playing catcher and having to get the pitcher or opposing batter scouting reports for the pitcher stuff. So maybe that that'll help him there. But yeah, the the uh, baseball savant page with the average exit velo and the ballpark factor you just mentioned is, is something definitely to consider there. They have him. Let's see. I'm looking at the steamer projections right now. Or should we do Steamer or should we do the Bat X? Because that's the new one that just came out that everybody's talking about on Twitter. Whatever. Whatever the kids are talking about. Uh, let's go to the Bat. The Bat X projections have him hitting 236 with 26 doubles, two triples, 25 home runs, 76 runs, and 73 RBIs. So a very. Oh, I don't know how I feel about that. And 14 stolen bases. Yeah. I don't know. I like I like him at four. I think I think there's a lot there that you can't project with him changing positions to to outfield. Was he outfield full time last year? Am I just being dumb? Uh, no. I think he's split between the two. I can scroll down and tell you. He played catcher. 
Uh, 31 games at catcher okay, last year. So that's not going to be too much of a difference, but yeah, I think that the different lineup, and even though the, the home ballpark is bad for lefties, you get to play at Yankee Stadium, you get to play at Oriole Park with the with the big wall in right field. So it, it, it'll, it'll all balance out. I still think he's definitely the top tier of catchers. Uh, my fifth one to round out my top tier is Rutschman. He could he could easily jump any of those guys. I think we've we talked about him at length, but that's my uh that, that's my top tier is those top five. It's uh ADPs of Real Muto twenty seven to Rutschman is sixty two. Oh, and then no, I didn't mention my uh Rutschman's fifth for me. My fourth catcher is Salvador Perez. Oh, there we go. That's my we're like one off at this point. That, that's my fifth. Okay, yeah. That makes sense. I think he's just another solid, solid guy. Uh, I don't know if those 48 home runs two years ago was an anomaly there, but that was an insane season by him. But steady 20, 25 home runs, 70, 80 RBIs, hits between 240 and 260. You know what you're going to get? He's like a, a Will Smith, a little Will Smith light there. So I think if if you can get one of these top five catchers a little bit after their ADP, go for it. If not, I, w- I would wait for this next tier. For me, I do like Salvador Perez. I have him at fifth on my list, and mainly because of the second half that he put up last year. I say this every episode. You know I love my August through the end of the year stats. Uh, so from August 1st through the end of the year, he hit 10 doubles, 10 home runs, drove in 35, got his K rate well below 20, all the way down to 17.5%, and he hit 305. So he he's probably never going to be that 48 home run season guy again, like you mentioned, but he still has the hitting ability. In that same second half, 91.5 mile per hour average exit velo, 10.5% barrel rate, over 50% hard hit rate. So he still has the offensive tools. And with somebody like MJ Melendez on the team that is also able to play catcher, it kind of gives him the ability to not have to play catcher every day, which will save the knees, save the body, stop from the wear and tear of having to play catcher every day. And he could spend a lot more time DHing, which is going to be big for him because you're not out there looking for Salvador Perez's defense, especially not in fantasy. You're looking for his offense. And if they can find ways like that to keep his bat in the lineup, he could be a 30 home run a year guy again. Yeah, and you, you said so. So that was the end, that was the end of my tier. Those those five guys. Um, yeah. So uh, let's uh, let's let's go to an ad break here with uh, Underdog Fantasy. We're brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Underdog, the season never ends. Right now, you can play their fantasy football playoff best ball, the Gauntlet with $1 million in prizes up for grabs. They also have a ton of daily games for NBA and NHL, and I'm still in a bunch of these uh, MLB Best Ball League's early drafts. Plus, when you use promo code SGPN at underdogfantasy.com, you get a 100% deposit match up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN. All right, so you said those top three were your first tier. Then, How far to, down does your uh, second tier go to with uh, Varsho and Salvi at the top? Uh, my second tier goes from four to seven. Okay. Not bad. So, yeah. So that's kind of Ooh. my, I, I haven't named that tier yet, but I think four to seven is kind of my guys that have a higher floor and you're not sure how high their ceiling goes. So like kind of unlimited okay. potential. And next on the list, right after Salvi, I just mentioned his name. I have MJ Melendez. That's also I also have Melendez sit there, but it's interesting you only have six and seven because these next three guys on my rankings are all their ADP in the uh, NFBC is all 96, 97, and 99. So I'm I'm interested to see of which one of these guys you kind of have in that next tier. But yeah, Melendez, oh, okay. we talked about him I think a few times now. Uh, what makes you put him uh, at six? Uh, I know Statcast isn't the end all be all of Things for players, but you know what? If you listen to the show, you wouldn't think that. (laughs) But, but yeah, I mean, I loved, I loved a lot of the metrics that he had that you don't see unless you're really digging deep. Like he hit only 217 last year, but he had a 237 expected batting average, 
Not almost just shy of a 91 mile per hour average exit velo. The barrel rate over 10%, hard hit rate 43%. He does a good job of getting on base <clears throat> and he hits the ball hard. I mean, his OPS last year was 706, but he rounded out the year in a lot better form than that. He's got to get his fly ball rate down a little, which is why I have him a little farther down the list. It was just shy of 41%, which is what's dinging his BABIP a little bit and bringing that average down. If he can find a way to, man, if he can get that just to even 37%, it doesn't seem like a huge difference, but it really is. He's a guy, he's got the position versatility that we love, catcher and outfield. So if you were to draft two catchers, you could take Salvi and him if you wanted to go all Royals. But, I mean, you could pick a catcher and him, and he's a guy we talked about before. You could just play him in the outfield, and he can he can uh, start at your catcher position whenever your catcher has a day off and MJ is playing, and you could slide somebody else into the outfield. He He passes my eye test. He has that unlimited ceiling because we don't know quite how good he can be. I know the projections for him for this year, steamer projections are pretty nice. Uh, and th- as I lead off with steamer projects, him to hit 236, which is not crazy high. But they've got him projected for 25 doubles, 25 home runs. So like, that's hmm. a pretty solid season. He has yeah. power. He's flashed it in the minors before. In 2021, in between double and triple A, he hit 41 home runs. So he's got crazy power. And I think this is the year that everything kind of clicks and he, he could fly up my rankings by the beginning of the season. What did you call this uh, tier for you or what, what do you describe it as? Uh, it's like my my uh, higher floor guys that don't have a ceiling. Like I, I don't know where their ceiling is at. Unlimited potential sounds cool. Like we'll go with that. They got unlimited okay. potential. Unlimited. Okay, I, I I like that from Lennon, but I don't I don't think his floor is that high. Like if he just has a season similar to what he did last year, hit 217, hit, hits OPS 706. He does have power. You always want to get power out of your catcher. And I guess one of the biggest things for your catcher now thinking about it is you want someone that is going to be playing every day, not someone that's going to be you know maybe taking some day games off after a night game or you know if, if they're getting some uh, load management or whatever. So. Kevin Melendez, who Fangraphs has projected to lead off as the DH for the uh, Royals there. Oh, yeah. It's, it's a guy that's going to be in the lineup uh, most days. He's going to be hitting the top of the order with the Bobby Witt, Perez, and uh, Pasquantino, the only guys in the Royals lineup really worth anything in fantasy baseball. So plenty of I, – I do like the Olympic Pentway. This, this is a guy when, when we talked about – uh, the Twitter question about Melendez, I was like, okay, Melendez is a guy that, you know, I wouldn't be afraid to reach for him just because he's going to be playing outfield, playing DH. You slot him in catcher. He may not have the highest floor or the highest ceiling, but he's going to be he's going to be playing every day and he's a guy you can rely on. So I think that's that's why I have him here at six. Also, uh, who do also, you have the big Ooh. thing? The big thing for him, I forgot. The big thing was uh, the shift is the big thing that. We took away because he was shifted 78% of the time with a Woba of 278. And then in 116 plate appearances with no shift, he had a Woba of 418. Um, I think he does have some speed, so this should be be able to help him out as well. So I think that the rule changes are definitely going to help him. Yeah, and he's somebody that I think he he started the year a lot lower on a lot of people's rankings i think were higher on him than a fair amount of other rankings i've seen but i don't think it's going to be very long before other people start to recognize just how good he can be especially once like spring training hits and all that Mm -hmm. i think he's going to put up decent numbers there and i think he's going to start to climb other people's boards as well but who do you have at seven Uh, moving down to seven here uh i have the guy that um Daniel Vreeland of the MMA Gambling Podcast says to <laughs> sell now on if you're in a dynasty league, uh, Alejandro Kirk, which I, I don't necessarily disagree with. I don't understand all the hype around him. Uh, he's had one. He won the Silver Slugger Award. I know, whatever. Hit, hit 285, uh, only 14 home runs in 140 games. Like That's a full season. That's a full season of stats he had. Good, good average. 
home runs fine for a catcher, but I, I don't see him being like I have him as seven. Like, I don't he's, he's a top ten catcher for me. I, I don't see him getting into that top five. I don't see him doing that. I do see his baseball savant page is a lot of a lot of red there on that, which is good for baseball savant if you if you're uh, unaware. He's only 24, so maybe he will be getting better. I haven't looked into his minor numbers. If you, I don't know if he was, if, was he a prospect. Did he come out of nowhere? I know nothing about Alejandro Kirk, but I just have him here <laughs> in the middle of the pack. I love that. Yeah, uh, it, I, he he was in the minors. He wasn't like I don't think he was a very highly touted guy. He's from 2017 to 2019. He was in the minors, played nine games in 2020. Back to AAA in 2021 for 14 games. And if then... you if you search Alejandro Kirk MILB, the second link is Alejandro Kirk becomes 22nd nut to achieve feet. <laughs> I love that. I love that he's a, a fucking nut. A, a lug nut. A lancing lug nut. God, that's such a that's so fitting for him being five eight two forty five. It's just. <laughs> He's a, a short man's version of Daniel Vogelbach, and I fucking love it. Just a thick boy. He doesn't. He's he's a weird one for me. I he, he, realist piece. He, he didn't have power in the minors. Like I don't know if, where this is coming from. I I don't know either. And like he only hit in a full season worth of work. He hit 19 doubles and 14 home runs. That's it for extra bases. That's it. He hit 285, which is cool. Not a lot of catchers mm-hmm. hit that high. It's yeah. him and Stevenson are really the only guys that are going to flirt with 300. But he, yeah, he he doesn't have a lot of power. He only strikes out 11% of the time, which I guess is good. It's good for points leagues. Higher walk rate than strikeout rate, which is rare these days. Yeah, he doesn't really do a whole lot that I love. I, I guess, I mean, you're, you pull up his baseball savant page. I mean, because this is something that, that could turn you around. Average exit velocity, 70th percentile, hard hit, 70th percentile. Expected Woba, 86th percentile. Expected batting average, 92nd percentile. High walk rate, also high K rate, though. Or or K rate, 90th percentile, so it doesn't strike out much. So (laughs) that could be why maybe people are saying that's his... his, If if last year was his floor, then, yeah, put him here. I have him seven, but, like, otherwise... And he's only really seven because the catchers after this kind of fall off a little bit. Yeah, he's he's just a tough one for, for me because kind of like uh, with JT, I don't like with JT. I didn't like having him one just because I think that's like the peak output he's going to put out there. And I don't think he can do it again. I don't know with Kirk. I don't I don't know if last year like you said, I don't know if that's his floor, or his ceiling. I have no absolutely no idea. The steamer projections don't light me on fire either. 285 with 23 doubles and 18 home runs and only 116 games. No clue how they came up with that. <laughs> it does. It doesn't make a lot of sense to me. But I have him at eight. Oh, you have him at eight. Okay. I have yeah. Seven. Who do you have at uh, seven? Is William Cole- Contreras. Oh, so Kirk is the one odd man out out of uh, Melendez. You have William Contreras there? Interesting. Mr. Okay. Milwaukee Brewer yeah. himself. Yeah. I, I do have I reasons have. for it. He kind of, uh, believe it or not, love the barrel rate, 13.5%. Expected slugging was 478. His Woba was 370. He makes really hard contact. He didn't play the most games last year. He only played 97, but he still hit 20 home runs in those 97 games. For his career, he's played 153 games total, so we can count that as kind of like a full full yeah. season. Uh, 19 doubles, two triples, 28 home runs, 58 walks. I thought that was going to be RBIs. Jesus Christ. He has 69 ribbies, hit 260 with an 809 OPS. I'm bringing my A game today, if you can't tell. Yeah, yeah. 809 OPS, 260 average with 28 bombs. And that was playing for Atlanta part-time. He moved to Milwaukee in the trade, and the thing that I think is interesting is he's bats righty. Milwaukee is only the 16th. It's like right at league average for righties in terms of park factors. But when it comes to home runs, they're at 112. They're one of the most beneficial parks for righties in terms of home runs, and that's what Williams seems to do is just hit dingers. And so 
I think he, it helps him continue to do that in this coming season. And I know guys last year, like uh, Cal Raleigh, big dumper comes out, just hits a bunch of dingers. And all of a sudden he's on everybody's radar. Contreras is a guy that I think a lot of people are, he does a lot of unknown stuff about him too. Cause again, less than a hundred games played last year. But for me, anybody that can play under a hundred games and hit 20 or more home runs in a season has a place on my top 10 list, especially at kind of a, a weird thinner position like catcher. Yeah, you're you're talking me talking me into William Contreras here because looking at him, he looks like a, a a Kirk type. Where I understand why you have him above him because he has better numbers than Kirk had in less games and similar stat cast numbers, if not better. And he's projected to hit cleanup between Rowdy Tellez and Jesse Winker. Should be getting plenty of left bat, at bats against lefties with with those two guys there. Plenty of our opportunities still in his prime at only 25. I mean, yeah, I, I have him down a bit more, but uh, uh, after this, just much like the, um, our uh, first round rankings, look, okay, got to gotta rework them already. So, yeah, this is <laughs> maybe this might be when to, to get a catcher here is in like the when, when these guys are available, get one of these instead of instead of reaching for a top one. But catchers is always weird. Uh, I have Contre- William Contreras uh, 10th. His ADP, according to NFBC, is 126. Put them about the uh, 10th, 11th round there. Yeah, everything everything you said makes sense. I, I I'm definitely going to be looking more into him and, and keeping an eye on him and going up my catcher rankings. Do you have his brother next? I I do in fact have Wilson Contreras um, eighth. He's the ADP 97 right there with Kirk at 96 and. Melendez at 99. So I, 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 uh, where do you have, where do you have Wilson Contreras? Same. I got him at eight. I think that's a, a good spot for him. He's Wait, got where a do lot you have of Kirk? upside. Kirk, I have nine. Okay. Kirk, you have nine. So we have the same eight, though. Uh, Wilson Contreras of the yes. St. Louis Cardinals. Yeah. Looking at his numbers, I mean, 20, he'll hit 20 some home runs. He'll hit 240. I'm not, too impressed with him. Um, I clearly did not do a bunch of research for my rankings like, like uh, Blake <laughs> did here, but looking at him deeper now, I, I would put William Contreras. I'd probably swap him here. Um, William eighth and maybe just move Wilson down to, to ninth. Cause I think going to that Cardinals lineup from a Cubs lineup that was not good for, for quite a few years there will help. Uh, projected hit second for them ahead of Holtzman and Arenado should get plenty of pitches to hit. Yeah, uh, both Contreras, I think, are, are solid options. Like in the when once you start getting to like the round nine, round ten, round eleven, if you want to pick up a catcher there. Yeah, and Wilson, I mean, he hit two forty three last year. He's got some pop. He hit twenty two home runs in one hundred and thirteen games. So both of the Contreras brothers got some decent power. My biggest thing with him, I don't, I don't like to like lean on ballpark factors like super heavily but i do factor them into my rankings he's a righty playing at bush stadium it's 24th out of 30 in terms of park factors for righties home runs is just 90 like 100 is what they would consider league average home runs for righties is just 90 it's cool for triples 118 but i'm not counting on Contreras to hit a bunch of triples (laughs) But it's consistently under 100 in every category except for, I don't know why walks is on there, but <laughs> walks and triples. So I he's not going to a more beneficial place to play. Cubs is 23, which isn't insanely better, but they're league average in home runs. So he did okay there. He's hitting in a good lineup, so he'll have a chance to get a lot of counting stats. He'll score a good amount of runs. He'll probably hit about 240 to 250 again, stay right around in that range. But I think the 22 home runs that he hit last year, even though it was only in like 113 games, I think that's probably what I would consider his ceiling. 22 to 24 home runs right around there with probably 75 RBIs. So he's he's going to have a good year. He's just – these are my – this is where you get into my guys that's just kind of you know what they are type of guys. Like you know what he's going to give you. He's going to give you 22 to 24 home runs. Going to hit 240, 250. Going to hit about 20 doubles. He'll be consistent 
he strikes out a little more than I would like. Like some of these other guys don't strike out that much. He strikes out mm-hmm. 21%. Not a crazy bad number, but I wish it was a little better. But yeah, he's you know what he is. I know what he is. He's that's why he's all the way down at number 8. Yeah, he's just just a solid catcher there. And then uh 9. This is where this is this is still my second tier from uh 6 down no, it's not. It's from six down to eleven. I, I split this up. Uh, okay, I have one to five, and then six to eight with Melendez, Kirk, and Wilson Contreras. Then here at nine, I'd probably put uh, William Contreras ahead of him right now. But Sean Murphy going from the Oakland Athletics to the Atlanta Braves, I think that's a definitely an improvement for him in terms of lineup. He'll be hitting there, replacing Travis Darno, hitting fifth between Olson and Albies. Good spot for him. He hasn't really had a ton of spotlight exposure there in Oakland, but 17 home runs, 18 home runs, back-to-back years. Hit 250 last year, OPS 759. Hopefully he can replicate that in uh, Atlanta. He has max average exit velocity is down there. Expected batting average, 62nd percentile. Expected Woba, 80th percentile. Expected slugging, 76th. I think it's just yeah you, you know what you're getting from him if you, if you want a solid catcher take him in the in the in the teens. I have Sean Murphy at number ten actually so not okay. far from you as well. We seem to be like one off on a on yeah. a lot mm-hmm. from each other. But he he's not a big power guy. Steamer hasn't projected at, again they haven't projected it freaking twenty one home runs he hit. 18 was his career high last year in 148 games. They say he's going to play 133 and hit 21. I mean, it's a, a beneficial part for righties, truest park. All right. It, not really for home runs, though. Again, it's like league average for home runs. It's right around, Hunter's right around league average for everything for righties. Mm-hmm. It's 11th best hitter park. So, like, he's going to be in a way better lineup on a way better team with a lot more motivation to play. The vibes are going to be high. We discussed it last episode. The vibes are important. He's going to have probably a lot more fun playing in Atlanta than he was in Oakland. But, I mean, he's still – he's a doubles guy. I love a good fucking doubles hitter. He hit 37 doubles last year. 37 doubles, two triples, 18 home runs while hitting 250. If you can get a guy that consistently hit 30-plus doubles – it can make up it depending on your league type. It can make up for the lack of home runs like points leagues. I love a guy that just matches home runs, but if I can get somebody like this, that's going to hit 37 doubles, but he's only going to hit 18 home runs. That's okay because it ends up canceling it out. That extra like 17 doubles over a guy that's only hitting 20 makes a huge difference. It doesn't make as much of a difference in like a, a categories league where you've got average, runs rbis home run that sort of thing doubles won't matter as much but, but he's gonna play really well out there uh, barrel rate everybody's got a cool barrel rate he's got a <laughs> 10 and a half percent barrel rate i'm digging this catchers know how to barrel up the fucking ball yeah but i mean he hit 250 expected batting average was higher than that 426 slugging expected slugging was higher than that Average exit velocity was pretty much right at league average, 88.7 miles per hour. But I love the 11 and a half degree launch angle. That is, I mean, if you couldn't tell by his doubles number, that is like the most beautiful launch angle for doubles. And I think he's going to play really well in that Atlanta lineup. Yeah, I think he's a solid catcher here to to grab in a a mid-teen round probably. Um, so that brings me down to my 10th here, which is Murphy for you. Uh, this is where I have William Contreras and, and I'm looking more at his, at his minor numbers. He never hit more than 2018. He hit 11 home runs in 105 games across, uh, in single a the following year, he hit six in 110 games across a advanced and double a, uh, 2021, he had nine home runs in 44 games. So, so last year's power was kind of came out of nowhere for him, but he does have the high average exit velo, the high hard hit percentage. So I, I think 10 here is probably a bit low for him. I think after talking through it here, I would definitely put him above Murphy, quite possibly above his brother there in St. Louis. But I have him in the same 
pretty much tier here as Murphy and then the next guy. Well, I think we both have 11. I think we mentioned him before the show. Big Dumper? Oh, no, you said you have him 12. You, you, oh. got, big, you got Big Dumper 11. I have uh, Tyler Stevenson 11. Go ahead. Go with your uh, Cal Riley spiel here. Man, oh, man. Big Dumper is a guy. I have him at 11. Mariners fans roasted me for that on Twitter because I am also a Mariners fan. It did not feel good for me to leave him off of my top 10, but I only left him off of the top 10 because, boy, does that man strike out a lot. 29% K rate, which is not great, and a 211 average, which I wanted to say, like, oh, you know, he picked it up in the second half with his average, so it really shows that he kind of turned a corner a little bit. The only time that his average turned a corner for him in the second half I'm not here to talk shit about Cal Raleigh. Love me some big dumper. Not at all. I'm just trying to justify why he's not on my top 10. I'm sorry, Mariners fans. In September, October, he hit 254 in 22 games with eight home runs and 18 RBIs. Absolutely killed it. He hit the home run hurt around the world that sent Seattle to the playoffs to break the curse. But other than that, I mean, he hit 182 in 24 (laughs) August games. He hit 224 in 23 games in July. He hit in May in 13 games. He hit 167 in March and April. He hit 0.083 in nine games. A lot of his game relies heavily on the home run, which is why he led all catchers in home runs last year. But he he does have some metrics that point to him having the ability to be a top 10 catcher. I don't know, because like he has he has all the upside in the world to come in like that and hit all those home runs in only 119 games. 27 home runs in 119 games is almost more impressive to me than 20 home runs in 98 games. Like that's all. That's a lot of home runs. But like his barrel rate, for for example, was incredible. He had a I was looking at a different thing. I'm going to edit but this part out look, as well. Uh, I want to uh, jump. I want to jump in here with uh, his. Uh, he's also shifted a lot uh, last year. Uh, 96% of the time batting lefty. His Wobo was 330. His, I mean, he was only shifted, non-shifted in 12 plate appearances against against uh, as a lefty. His Wobo there was 419, but they won't be able to do that. So. Those like hard hit ground balls that were just right to uh, the second baseman there in, in short right field. That won't be a thing anymore. Uh, he hits the ball hard. His average exit below is 84th percentile, but also when he misses, he misses. He strikes out a ton. Uh, ninth percentile strikeout rates. Does barrel the ball up a lot. So he's going to be a, he's like the Joey Gallo of catchers. It's just it's going to be. A little bit better average, or this is basically what Joey Gallo was when he was fantasy relevant. Hitting, hitting 210, hitting, he was hitting 30, 40 home runs, but for a catcher, 25, 30 home runs is great. So, yeah. If, if that's, as long as you can make up for it elsewhere, or you're in a, in a league where that plays, or if you don't care as much about average, whatever, just give me the home run RBI hitters, go for him. And, uh, and yeah, he's going to be probably 10th, 11th, 12th catcher off the board. You could probably wait around for him quite a while yeah he's gonna go super late rounds like his barrel rate that i shout out fan graphs for when i look at the leaderboard for barrel rate all of a sudden carol is just not there <laughs> but then when i go to his baseball savant page it was 15.4 percent which was sixth Ooh. best in all of baseball like that's really high and the part that i liked is he improved his line drive rate in the second half so he was getting a little more like he's barreling the ball out, getting a little better line drive rate. He just can't get some of that stuff to land. And so I think he really is going to be one of those guys where like MJ Melendez had the uh, the really high barrel rate and those sorts of things. And I think he has an unlimited ceiling. I think Big Dumper has a limited ceiling, although I think that limit is very high. I think it's he. I think he could hit 35 home runs in a season, but I don't. If he hits 220 in a season, I'm going to be like, damn, he actually, that's pretty good. Yeah, but, he'll, yeah. he'll absolutely kill your average, but he'll, he'll hit your home runs. Which, you know what? Chicks dig the long ball. <laughs> they do. They do. And 
All right, so we'll get to the last guy that we have here. He's my 12. He's your 11. Mm-hmm. You want to tell him who it is? Uh, Tyler Stevenson. Uh, I don't know if he's he's very exciting. Looking at his had a good year last year and only 50 games, hit 319, six home runs, which is about 18 home runs in a full season of 150 games. Cincinnati, we know, is a uh, good hitter's ballpark. First-round pick from 2015, so he obviously has a good pedigree, probably hoping that he can get a, a, get a bit better there for the uh, Reds, who are in just complete rebuild mode. He'll be hitting, probably clean up right now, Fangraph says, behind Joey Votto, ahead of Will Myers. I forgot Will Myers went there. Um, yeah, Stevenson just seems like in this group for me with, with Riley and with uh, – uh, Contreras and Murphy. It's like, okay, if you want a want a depth catcher, this this is one of the guys here. I like him just because high average catchers are really hard to come by, and in 190 career games, he's hitting 296, mm-hmm. which is awesome. He's got a career 358 BABIP, but I mean, he has a what a couple of the things that help your BABIP are. Uh, a higher line drive rate, lower fly ball rate, a solid barrel rate, and honestly, sometimes softer contact helps a lot for Babbitt because those bloopers, the flares or whatever you want to call them, flares and burners helps a lot. I don't have the flare and burner rate up on my screen right now, but he he makes a lot of the contact that you want to sustain that high Babbitt. So he is a guy that could legitimately hit 300 in a year. He hit 319 in 50 games last year. It's just a matter of can he stay healthy? Yeah, that that that's what it is. And getting someone that can hit for a good average from catcher is someone that you can just slot in a catcher and, and kind of rely on if you know he's going to play most days rather than if you don't get a good catcher, you're going to be streaming catchers and you have to keep on track of that, keep on top of that. So. Stevenson, as long as he's healthy, yeah, he should be a, a good option there to kind of just put in your lineup and, and not have to – he's not going to set the world on fire, but he's not going to ruin your average. Yeah, he's he's one of those kind of – one thing we've talked about, those set it and forget it guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, could, you could pick him up or draft him and slot him in your catcher spot, and you're not – I mean, barring an injury, you're not going to be disappointed. He, you're not really going to – notice him that much because he's not going to do any crazy he's not going to come in and hit three bombs but he's going to be consistent he'll get you the average decent on base percentage doesn't strike out a ton he had a little bit of power i mean he played only 50 games last year before he hurt his collarbone but six home runs in 50 games that's what an 18 to 20 home run pace give or take a little bit which is not bad hitting 319 with 20 home runs. If he had done that for a full season, he would have easily been in my top 10. So he's mainly farther down the list for me just because of injuries and stuff. I need to see him stay healthy, but he, he has a pretty high upside. Yeah. And so was that your bottom tier there from uh Contreras, Wilson Contreras down to Stevenson? You just had three tiers. Yeah. All right, yeah, I mean, that, that makes sense. Um, my tiers, I, I really want to put Ramuto one uh, on his own tier, but <laughs> I have Ramuto down to five, Rutschman, and then the tier of Melendez, Kirk, and uh, Wilson Contreras as the three there in the similar ADPs. Then Murphy, William Contreras, Stevenson, and Riley in, in the bottom tier. It, I like that. And the one thing that we figured out when we did our – uh, live mock draft episode last time is a lot of these catchers are still available way later in the draft. So like, even though we do have these like tier one, tier two, tier three guys, we took Will Smith. I wish I had it up. I, we took, what did we take him like the sixth round? Yeah, we took Will Smith pretty, pretty. I mean, that's not late, but like that's a that's late to get a solid catcher like that. Yeah, but then we got like we got considerably later in the draft, and it was like, oh, these people are still available here to draft at catcher. So yeah, a lot of these guys are gonna fall a little later in the drafts, but I, none of the none of these guys are really that bad. Catcher used to be a position that was Salvador Perez, and then just everybody else in mm-hmm. baseball, and now it's legitimately. You could legitimately go 12 deep like this on catcher 
and be okay. Like it's not a black hole anymore. Were you the? Didn't you tell me that you used to not start a catcher? Yeah, sometimes last year I would I would just not start a catcher because it would either be a roster spot that is low average or you know they're not gonna if they're not playing five days a week I don't want to roster them I'd rather have another either middle reliever to get some innings and strikeouts and my ratios down or just another starter to to stream. Which is crazy, but now this year I'm about to go nuts with the catchers. I yeah. might roster too. <laughs> this this year I, I I might go for one of those one of those top guys, Real Mudo, especially especially Real Mudo. If it's if it's in a league with without Phillies fans, I might be able to get him at a uh, a decent spot. Ooh, a little Homer pick, I like that. I'm trying still yeah. trying to figure out what Homer I want to take because I don't think I'm ever going to be able to get J Rod. He's going to go way too early George for me. George Kirby, you're getting George Kirby and oh, you're getting Big Dumper, and you will get um. That's probably it, right? Yeah, I might get T. Oscar, just maybe? depending on where he, oh, T. Where T. he Oscar, ends yeah. up at. I could, I could see him falling, going from the Toronto to Seattle. I could see him falling, too. But then, like, on for catchers-wise, I'm definitely going to get Big Dumper as, like, a depth piece. He'll probably play util for me a lot. But in my mocks that I've been doing, since I seem to be way higher on Adley Rutschman than a lot of other people, I'm able to get Rutschman in, like, the seventh, eighth round. And yeah. for him being my number one catcher, like I can fill out like that first seven rounds of just really good guys at really thin positions, like third base, outfield, things like that. And then I can get my number one catcher in like the eighth, ninth round. And I'm happy as hell. Yeah. Yeah. I- I'm going to get a Trey Turner first overall. And then I'll get Romuda with my second or third pick. And then I'll get um, Zach Wheeler and Kyle Schwarber on my next wraparound. And then get Bryce Harper. Get after Bryce that Harper, too, stash, stash him. Uh, get Nick Castellanos bounce back here. Reese Hoskins. Just get the whole Phillies lineup as my as my fans lineup. That's crazy. That seems like a team that could probably make it to the championship, but like not <laughs> win, but like they'll make it there. I mean, yeah, that that that, that that's <laughs> insane, actually. <laughs> I had to throw that in there. Yeah. But uh, other than that, as usual. You guys go ahead and follow us on the Twitter. I know I said it beforehand, but I'm going to say it again. Follow us on the Twitter at fake baseball. We do have a giveaway running. I did not forget. Ryan did not forget. We have a giveaway going. Uh, We have a tweet on Twitter. I will retweet it again when I end this episode. So let's let's pin that tweet. So it's at the top there. You know, yeah, I'll, I'll pin that tweet. So it's way easier to find. You're, you're able to get five entries. You get one entry for retweeting the tweet. You get one entry for a five-star rating or review on Apple Podcast, and you get one – or no, two entries for a five-star rating on Apple, two entries for a five-star rating on Spotify. So you can get up to five. First place gets a $100 merch store gift card. We do have some amazing Baseball oh, Money man. is Fake merch uh, in the merch store right now. Yeah, just go to sg.pn slash store. Then up on the uh, drop down menu is brands. Go to fantasy baseball. It's just it, it's a beautiful thing. And unfortunately, I can't order it because it won't fit me because I'm a tall freak. But lucky for me, it does fit me. And I have <laughs> two hoodies on the way currently. Ooh, sick. I cannot fucking wait. Take a picture with a big ass grin on my face in the <laughs> mirror. I got me some merch of my own. Yeah, you get uh, first place. Get you that hundred dollar merch store gift cards. You can go get yourself a couple hoodies as well. Or second, third, and fourth place, I'll get a free Baseball Money is Fake t-shirt. We'll even let you pick the design. We have like, man, I think we got. Uh, there's a few different ones. There's yeah. one There's one where it's all white or all black with, with, the, with the baseball plate and Baseball Money is Fake. There's one that just have Baseball Money is Fake on them. Whatever, whatever you choose there, we'll, uh, we'll uh, make sure we get it to you. Yeah, so make sure you guys do that. And one thing I did figure out, I got to figure out how I'm going to navigate this. So we also have our Facebook page as well. And we did post the giveaway on there and and it works similar, but except for retweeting it, if you share it, you get the one entry. I love it. You guys got to have your, your profile shit set to public because if you have it set to private, when you share the post, I no longer had the ability to see who shared it. I can see how many people shared it, but I cannot see the names of the people that shared it. So if you are listening to this and you are one of the people that shared it on Facebook, please send a message to the Facebook page so that I know that it was you so that you can get your spot in the giveaway. Because right now I have no idea who it was. So 
yeah, go check that out. And uh, well, let's get some of the uh, Apple Apple reviews going too. We haven't had a new review please. in almost two months now. Definitely since we changed our name. So give us some reviews here. SG.pn slash fake baseball for Apple. SG.pn slash fake baseball S for Spotify. I know you can't leave a review for Spotify, but if, if you if you want to send us a message, feel free to add us on Twitter at fake baseball. Send us a message. Message one of us on Twitter. Tag one of us on Twitter. Get in the Discord, sg.pn slash Discord, the Facebook group. Plenty of stuff to uh, go around and uh, contact us. Yeah, and I think on that note, I think that's that's all we got for today. Mm-hmm. So, as always, you can catch me on Twitter at Balake, B-U-H-H-L-O-C-K-A-Y-E. And I am Ryan Gilbert. You can follow me on Twitter at rgilbertsop. And we'll catch you guys next time. Peace.